Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. So I have never heard of this before. A man was caught speeding in Georgia, you know, on a freeway, and the cops gave him a ticket. So he was going more than 35 miles an hour over the speed limit. He was doing 90 in a 55, which I guess is too fast. (laughs) It's too fast if you get caught. Now, uh, they claim that, uh, you know, they gave him the ticket. And then so he goes online and checks out, hey, how much do I owe for this ticket? Because he figures, you know, he's going to have to pay a hefty fine. And the online says you owe $1,480,038.52. And he's like, whoa, hey, that can't be right. So he calls. And he says, hey, this might be a typo on this ticket that I have. Uh, It says I owe $1.4 million. And the lady says, no, sir, you either pay the amount on the ticket or you come to court on December 21st at 1.30 p.m. And uh, he's like, whoa, okay. Uh, So apparently this price is a placeholder. It is not real. It is what they do when you are given a ticket that exceeds 35 miles an hour over the speed limit. So the judge sets the real fine, which legally can exceed $1,000 plus state mandated costs uh, at the mandatory court appearance. And they say, hey, we don't issue that placeholder as a threat to scare anybody into court, even if this person heard differently from somebody in our organization. Uh Uh-huh right okay yeah we don't do that to threaten anybody to come to court Uh uh-huh the programmers who designed the software use the largest number possible because super speeder tickets are a mandatory court appearance and do not have a fine amount attached to them when issued by police so instead of putting up when i go and check and it says mandatory court appearance it says you owe a million dollars a 1.4 million dollars and this has been a problem this they've been using this system since 2017 but now all of a sudden we're working on adjusting the placeholder language to avoid any confusion yeah are you okay yeah Uh, luckily luckily that you don't do that to threaten anybody or make them uh feel like oh my gosh what is going on i have to go to court no, that's exactly what you're doing. Don't be silly. I was just, I never heard of it before. And uh, so be careful. If you're speeding around Savannah, Georgia, and you get a speeding ticket, I'm sorry, a super speeding ticket, and you check online and it says you owe $1,480,038.52, it's not real. But you do have to show up in court. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. <laughs> So another story that I'd never heard of before, although, you know, I could make it up, I guess. A Nebraska funeral worker was busted last week after he had sex with a life-size doll that belonged to a dead man whose body he was tasked with. Ryan, Ryan Smith, by the way, uh, was arrested on charges of burglary, criminal trespassing, and tampering with physical evidence. And I find this, and he lost his gig. He was fired from the Omaha Mortuary gig. Uh, Go figure. So he was sent with another man 
to go pick up the dead body of this man. Okay, so the guy died of a natural causes, according to the reports. So there was no crime. There was no evidence to collect. The man died of natural causes. So he was working. You know, they remove and they transport and they take care of dead bodies, okay? So, apparently, uh, he, when he was there picking up the guy, he saw the sex doll. Well, I say sex doll. He saw, he saw a life-size doll. It doesn't say that it was a sex doll, but he saw a life-size doll that he ended up having sex with. And he, when he was there picking up the dead body, and he went, oh, yeah, I got to get me some of that. No, don't play the music. I don't... <laughs> Uh, no, 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 it's fine. And so later that day, he calls the property manager back and says the sheriff's office was sending him back to the unit to collect the doll so it could be swabbed for a biopsy. <laughs> now, the owner of the, pro- the property manager shot that request down, which is weird. I don't know what, you know, what's it to you if somebody comes and picks up the doll. So then he decided to help. He weaseled his way back into the dead man's apartment. How did he do that? I don't know. The manager said, I stumbled upon the disturbing scene while investigating noises coming from inside the unit, which was dead bolted, locked with a chain. So it wasn't at the time because he got back in there. So he didn't break and enter. He just went back into it. And so then apparently, according to the, uh, the, the manager of the apartment complex, uh, he walked out and his clothing was disheveled. And uh, he told me uh, he was going to return with a warrant for the doll. And that's when I said, that's, uh, this is uh, outrageous. I'm going to call the police department. And then the investigators showed up and they noticed that several items inside the unit had been moved since their death investigation earlier in the day. Okay, well, the investigation was over. The guy was dead. It was natural causes. He, didn't, he was back in there just taking care of a, a little business with the doll. And apparently, uh, now we're going to uh, get a DNA request from the... D- <laughs> so if it is, you know, I mean, if it was one of those real dolls, those babies are pretty sweet. If it was just a blow-up doll, well, now you got a problem. If it was just a regular doll, dude, what are you doing? So I don't know. Just, I mean, I don't know what kind of mindset you have to be to you know go pick up a dead body first that's a that's a tough job anyway uh you know you got to be in the right frame of mind to go pick up dead bodies for a funeral home but that's a gig and bless his heart he's doing his job but once you get there uh to the place where you're picking up the dead body you look around and you need some of that and then you do Okay, so this is going to come as a surprise. There are 16 federal government agencies and departments included in a Gallup survey. And they wanted to have people rate them for their job performance and receive, you know, what their positive job performance is for the majority of Americans. Oh, okay. So this is going to come as a shock to you. Um, But uh, there's low ratings for these agencies right i know unbelievable so apparently out of the 16 there are only four that had a positive job performance rating number one are the united states postal service 62 percent. it could be a lot better if i was on the board of governors or the postmaster general the secret service was at 55 percent, which weird 
uh, and the Department of Defense, 53%, NASA, 52%. So each are evaluated as excellent or good by more than half of U.S. adults. So I was looking down at the list. All right, so we know the Postal Service is, uh, you know, what is what did I say, 63% or whatever. And uh, the Secret Service was uh, 55%. Department of Defense was 55%. Department of Defense was 62% or something like that. Uh, but then you start getting down into... <laughs> uh, the IRS was the lowest ranking uh, department. No kidding. So the and that is at thirty percent. Is thirty two percent? Department of Justice. Wow, is thirty three percent? That's uh, man. People do not like the Department of Justice. The EPA is at thirty four percent. Federal Reserve Board is at thirty six percent. I mean, yeah. Uh, the FDA is at 38%, State Department 40%, CDC is at uh, 41%, Department of Homeland Security is at 42, FBI, wow, 46, CIA is at uh, 46, uh, the Federal Emergency Management FEMA is at 59%, wow, okay. All right, no, that's not 59, that's 49. What am I thinking about? Yeah, they weren't over 50. These are all the ones that were not over 50. And then NASA, Department of Defense, Secret Service, and U.S. Postal Service were over 50%. So oh, most of the departments, right, 11 of the 16 are underwater. That's, does that surprise you? Because it really doesn't surprise me now that I think about it. And if you break it up between Democrat or Democratic-leaning independent or Republican-Republican-leaning independent, the higher numbers for all of these departments on the Democrat-Democratic-leaning independent color. So, not sure what that says. I'm not going to break it down for you. You just take that whichever way you want. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. <sighs> so I mentioned this uh, this morning when I was on Pat Gray Unleashed in the Fat Five, uh, which I'm doing, uh, I'm doing Pat Gray Unleashed every day as well on the Blaze Television and Radio Network uh, this week. But uh, Best Buy is saying goodbye to the DVD and Blu-rays. Have a nice day. They're phasing out sales of the physical discs in early 2024. And what does that mean? Yeah, uh, we're going to sell some over the holidays and then we're done. Have a nice day. So if you want some DVDs or Blu-rays, now is the time to get them from Best Buy. So have a nice day. They say they've been working on this for, you know, nine or ten months and uh so they are excited i'm sure that they were bummed that netflix beat them to the punch with uh, killing their uh, male dvd uh option uh, but uh, they net best buy is and i'm sure others will follow in line um, i i still have some dvds and blu-rays that i watch we have a couple machines here at the house uh and then i'm you know it's because i don't own them digitally i have so many dvds there's no point in me buying them digitally plus then you've got the hard copy it's just it's hard to give them up so and now they're going to go away and pretty soon the machines are going to go away and it's just going to be welcome to the new world and part of our new world is that uh minecraft the game uh has now sold over 300 
million copies worldwide. So it is the best selling game of all time. Congratulations to Minecraft. And as long as we're walking into the new world, let's talk about Netflix as they will open retail locations with themed restaurants and live entertainment. No wonder they want to raise the price on my streaming fee. Uh, They're preparing to make, uh, they've done it before. They had the pop-up stores around the country, but now they want to open multiple brick and mortar locations. They claim they'll have two Netflix houses by 2025 and many more internationally soon thereafter. We've seen how much fans love to immerse themselves in the world of our movies and TV shows. And we've been thinking a lot about how we can take it to the next level. And the company's intention appears, uh, you know, really ambitious. Yeah, no kidding. You mean like Disney and Disney Store? No, no, no. Something completely different. (laughs) (laughs) so the netflix houses are going to be you know obviously obviously a fixed location but they're talking about uh the experiences are going to rotate so whatever show needs help or promotion that's what will be that's what you'll be going to the netflix house for so i mean that's kind of cool actually you have a different opportunity to have different experiences uh at the netflix house so look out it's coming it's on its way Okay, him talk about the new world. Let's talk about the new world, shall we? I see a report where LinkedIn is laying off nearly 700 employees. Cuts were centered on the social network's core engineering team. I thought they, didn't they lay off some people before too? The latest cuts, yeah, representing 3% of their 20,000 member workforce. Uh, come as the Microsoft-owned company's year-over-year revenue growth has slowed for eight straight quarters. And uh, it's even it, as the user base has ballooned more than 950 million people on LinkedIn. So we've got the layoffs and then we have the price of Girl Scout cookies going up. This is uh, this is almost unbearable. Uh, the Girl Scout cookies, uh, of course, I know everything is going up, right? The rising costs of bakeries uh, that produce them. So the boxes of thin mints and the rest that cost five dollars will now sell for six dollars in many areas in many areas what does that mean some places will have it for seven or eight or five fifty or five no it's going to be six dollars for everyone good luck with that now that's the state of the world we're in we got layoffs we got girl scout cookies going up in price but then we have the star wars x-wing fighter which had been lost for decades i think we talked about it here when they first found it the x-wing fighter when it was going to go up for auction it's the uh one that they used in filming the climatic space battle in a new hope and it was up for auction at heritage auctions okay and it was just a, a miniature 20 inch model of an x-wing starfighter that was used in the recording all right now that was just sold okay uh, in auction this weekend for 3.135 million dollars that's the state of the world we're in (laughs) we got uh linkedin laying off people we got girls got cookies raising prices and we got somebody paying over three million dollars for a 20 inch model of an x-wing starfighter that yeah the american dream is alive and well isn't it isn't it well, sure, it is, unless you're in Iowa. 
uh, where a uh, small town in Iowa has now uh, have a lawsuit against it filed in federal court uh, in the Southern District of Iowa. Noah Peterson says the town of Newton, Iowa, violated the first, fourth, and fourteenth amendments when the police chief arrested him for speaking during the public comment period of a city council meeting. <laughs> <laughs> he's been arrested twice for criticizing the police depart- department and saying it violates people's civil rights and uh, so now they're facing a lawsuit for violating his civil rights uh, the mayor and the police chief had Noah arrested jailed, strip searched and criminally prosecuted simply because they didn't like what Noah had to say that'll teach him How about you shut your face over there, Noah? (laughs) Uh, The the suit, uh, according to Noah, is filed to vindicate the fundamental right to criticize the government without fear of retaliation and to ensure the constitutional accountability of government officials. (laughs) That's a cute little thought. Man, remember when it used to be like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was prompted to speak at the uh, town meeting on October 3rd. Uh, last year in 2022 at the Newton City Council meeting and the officers he had body cam footage he was filming it which I don't know why what they think that people aren't filming this stuff people film themselves in front of these stupid town halls every day just to get clicks Um, so Newton officers arresting he was protesting because Newton officers arrested a college football player for driving under the influence despite blowing a 0.00 on the breathalyzer and passing roadside sobriety tests. He was taken to the police station for further drug tests, all of which came back negative before eventually being released. And he said, hello, my, uh, this is my public comment for the city council meeting on October 3rd, 2022. Uh, defund Newton Police Department. They are a violent, civil, and human rights violating organization who do not make your community safer. They are also pro-domestic abuse because they are currently employing a domestic abuser and choosing to not release the records about the domestic abusers. At this point, the mayor ordered Peterson to stop speaking. And then uh, he was allowed just three minutes, but his and his time had not expired. When he refused, the mayor ordered the police chief to remove Peterson for violating a council rule forbidding derogatory statements or comments about any other individual. He was handcuffed, arrested, jailed until his parents could come and post bond for him. He returned to the next city council meeting to speak during the public comment period. And once again, they had him arrested. He called the police chief and the mayor fascist. I mean, they're just proving his point. He was charged both times with disorderly conduct for disrupting a lawful assembly. And so uh, the charges didn't stick. Uh, He was found not guilty of his disorderly conduct charge. Adding to his victory, the judge overturned the rule, barring derogatory statements about individuals during city council meetings. As applied in this particular instance, the Newton City Council rule is a a violation of the First Amendment. (laughs) So now, I mean, it's just the police department and the mayor are proving this guy's point. 100%. So, I mean, just, I don't know how much money he's going to get from Newton, Iowa, if he wants any money at all. He probably does want to just defund the police and shut down the Newton Police Department. And I don't blame him. Uh, If that's going on in Newton, Iowa, it makes one feel like, well, it could be an issue with uh, the police department and the city council and mayor. 
don't you think? So Sam Neill, the actor, he is not dead, uh, but he is probably close to that. Uh, he said, uh, you remember Sam Neill, Jurassic Park, uh, and the grown-up Damien in the Omen franchise. He revealed that he, has, he is into a year-long remission from a rare blood cancer. Angioimmunoblastic T-cell lymphoma will eventually stop working. His uh, And he said, I'm prepared for that. Um, wow. Uh, he's not afraid. And he frankly finds the whole matter annoying. He said, despite his health challenges, which include treatments that feel like going 10 rounds with a boxer, uh, retirement... The actor says it's completely out of the question. Oh, yeah, he doesn't want to retire. There you go. He wants to continue to work. 76 now. Uh, he had been diagnosed with this blood cancer and was undergoing chemotherapy, which really kicks the crap out of you. I have never had it. I have been around people who have gone through it and were going through it at the time. And it's just, it's, a, it's an ugly process. Ugly, ugly process. If they can ever find a way to not, make people go through chemotherapy uh i'd be all for it i mean really if you could find a way to do that and survive uh make that happen because uh, chemotherapy is no fun and you can uh, quote me on that by the way apparently he's working on his new memoir uh did i ever tell you this working on a book has given the actor his new perspective in his long career i can't tell you how privileged i am to spend that amount of time with so many actors so many of whom I've really enjoyed and so many of whom I've really admired. So he knows that it's getting time that uh, he's going to end up in the Who Died Today segment. But not yet. Not yet. So I just wanted to tell you that, you know, he knows that it's coming. <laughs> Don't we all, though? Okay. So did you know, I was reading this story today and I did not know this. Uh, Staples. Uh, according to their press release, is the place to go where you get your school supplies. And it's uh, also your first stop for non-stop travel. Um, you can register for TSA pre-check on site. And this has been going on for some time. Staples has offered the service in 250 stores in the last five years and helped process 2.5 million pre-check applications in that time. That's pretty amazing. As the travel landscape changed and shifted over the past several years, we want to meet our customers where they need us in order to alleviate the stress commonly associated with travel services. Wow. So whether you need a passport expedited, want a hassle-free way to sign up for TSA PreCheck, or simply need to snap a few passport photos, we're here to support both leisure and business travelers in an increasingly major way. Staples. Wow, uh, that's that's pretty amazing. I did not know that. I, w I wouldn't think Staples and TSA pre-check or passports. I, I just wouldn't. I don't know why I didn't put it together. It's been going on for, you know, several years now. So good luck. If you need to get your passport expedited or want to fill out a TSA pre-check, go to Staples. Yay. And they probably don't care if you have... Uh, hairy armpits or not i see where skincare product dove and i i use dove products i now use uh you know quinn Pittman's goat soap qpgoatsoap.com offer code jeffy 
uh, for uh, 10% off or whatever he gives you uh, off for uh, your total purchases at uh, qpgoatsoap.com. But I see where Dove has launched an ad campaign called The Pits of New York. The Pits of New York. And it's going to be in the New York subway system. Every year for Fashion Week, they come up with some ad campaign that goes into the subway system uh you know their main subway system where everybody travels so that they see it right and they get they get news on it that's what they do it's the most trafficked nyc subway systems and that's they want people to see them and talk about them and it works but now so they've put up posters with uh factoids on the posters and one of the factoids is uh, six in ten of us admit to judging other women's armpits boy that's i would adventure to say that it would be higher if you were to ask me hey how many out of ten do you think judge other women's armpits i mean nine out of ten maybe eight out of ten six and ten seems to kind of low and so anyway the ad says let's change that hashtag free the pits with dove now they have different versions of the promotions included interchangeable vaguely motivational phrases such as uncomfortable she isn't and care for your underarms not what others think yeah don't worry about what others think of them okay now i get that we have this stigma around underarms do we have a stigma around them i I guess i i don't know um you know they they want to challenge people for their preconceived notions of the body part and together we can hashtag free the pits now i will say that uh looking into it just a little bit uh surface it talks about how in 1915 uh in a harper's bazaar advertisement uh they said uh women hey Modern dancing and sleeveless dresses are the next best best big thing. So objectionable hair is out. Then a whole flood of anti-armpit hair advertisements followed. So then, of course, the razor companies, you know, got involved. And when so in 1915, heading into the Roaring Twenties, I guess we would say that's when women really started shaving their armpits to look sexy, and uh, it worked. It worked. Uh, who does? I mean, I. I know I'm supposed to, you know, we're changing the norms and you want me to rid myself of my preconceived uh, notions that the body part and uh, does need to be shaved. So hashtag free the pits. No, I'm not going to do it. I don't like it. Uh, I don't like it. I get it. And it's okay. You don't want to shave your armpits. You go ahead. You be you, boo. But that doesn't mean I have to like it. Okay, you can do whatever you want to do. I don't have to like it. And so I know the argument is, well, you was the last time you shaved your armpits. Well, you know, I don't remember shaving my armpits maybe once or twice because of surgeries or something. But, you know, regularly, I do not shave my armpits. However, uh, do I do I want that out of the females in my life? I do not. And I know I get it. I know it's a preconceived notion. I get it. And, uh, you know, sorry. But to see the ad campaign and to see hairy armpits, uh, how about no? No, thank you. But keep those pits clean with the Quinn's Goat Soap at QPGoatSoap.com. You hear me?
So I think this is kind of cool. M&M's will refill your candy supply for free on Halloween. So now they say, if you run out, uh, no, I just say, I need some M&M's to bring it to the house. Uh, now's the time to use it. So the Halloween Rescue Squad will operate one day and one day only. October 31st, starting at 3 p.m. Eastern, customers can start visiting the Halloween Rescue Squad website to call in reinforcements if their candy supply is looking a little thin. Within an hour, you'll receive a backup supply of candy while supplies last. Now you have to go to, you know, GoPuff delivery area. You hope that you're in uh, GoPuff delivery area and uh, use that. You can go to their Rescue Squad website and order your M&Ms. Now it's not free. Uh, they will deliver them in 30 to 60 minutes, uh, powered by, you guessed it, GoPuff. But uh, you can get the $5.99 M&M fun size milk candy. You can get the $29.99 uh, chocolate and fruity favorites. You can get the five ninety nine of the Campfire S'mores, and you can get the five ninety nine M M&M M peanut milk chocolate candies. So that's not bad. Uh, if you start running a little low on candy on Halloween, M Ms uh, will deliver them to you. Just have to go to the website and you're ready to rock and roll. <laughs> that is awesome. Of course, if you're running low, you would never just have them deliver it to you. Uh, just to have them deliver it to you. I see where Domino's has started doing that as well uh, with the Domino's emergency pizza plan. Uh, so if you're a rewards member, of course, uh, you can score a free medium two-topping pizza to use whenever you need it most. And to qualify, place an order of $7.99 or more online and you'll get a coupon for a free pizza. Yay! Ooh, that M&M's campfire, that's new. Wait a second, I gotta go back to that. I just happened to, I read that out loud and didn't think about it until I was uh, finishing. I was Eminem's Campfire S'mores uh, laid out back. I, that's new. I, I'm a fan. Let's go. Yes, uh, go puff. Bring me a bag immediately. And then if you purchase uh, products uh, through uh, through October 31st, before Halloween, you with participating Mars Halloween products, you can get up to three months free of Peacock Premium, uh, while supplies last, of course. Uh, upload your receipts, and then you uh, can get uh, free Peacock for three months. So you can write your own jokes with that, because I've already written them in my mind, and I'm letting them go, because I know you were writing them too. So, I mean, there's nothing uh, you have to do while supplies last. You just have to upload your receipts and you'll get three months of free Peacock Premium. So, there's that. And the McDonald's Boo Buckets are back this Halloween with a new color. Yay! So, man, it is going to be a good time at Halloween. And who doesn't want... I mean, this all started with having M&Ms delivered directly to your door. I am all for that. Hey, be sure to follow me on uh, all my social media accounts uh, on uh, X at JeffyJFR, formerly Twitter, uh, Facebook and Instagram, Jeff Fisher Radio. Uh, you can follow me on YouTube, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. You should tell all your friends and neighbors to subscribe to this very show, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. You can uh, always uh, follow me on Cameo and order a Cameo from me at JeffyJFR. That's not free. But uh, it's kind of like a cameo uh, is my uh, pimp. And then I do what the pimp says. So it's real easy. 
<laughs> I don't know that that ad campaign works for them, but it works for me. So it's just kind of the way it is. Uh, you order the cameo, they you know put the order in. I do the order, and then everybody gets their cut. And that's kind of what uh, that's what a pimp does. So, and that makes you the John. Sorry, that's just the way it works out. So you can, that's at Jeffy JFR on cameo. You can email the show at any time. Uh, that's the way the World Wide Web works. Uh, chewing the fat at theblaze.com. Chewing the fat at theblaze.com. Now, I received an email. Uh, well, I read it yesterday. It came in a couple of days ago from John. And I can't tell if it's real or not. So I just want to be, if it's real, I have to address it. And if it's not real, I want to tell you that you have won. You have won the battle because you convinced me that it's real. <laughs> so john and i'm not using your last name because john bless your heart i love you thank you for listening to chewing the fat and i mean that with all my heart it says jeffy i've only been listening to ctf for a short while okay so that means that he possibly this could be for real okay he might not know the story and i'm gonna have to tell him uh but before the 40th anniversary comes and goes later this month Wait, so this was sent... Yeah, October, at the end of the month is the anniversary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is this was sent on Sunday, 10-15. And the anniversary is the end of this month for Operation Urgent Fury when we went into Grenada. And, or Grenada, Grenada, Grenada. And uh, saved the Western Hemisphere from communism. So I want to make sure to thank you for your service to our nation for participating in Operation Urgent Fury. Uh, thank you so much for your bravery, helping to keep communism from spreading in this hemisphere. At the time of the invasion, I was too young to join the military, but I joined later at the end of the 1980s, due mostly to being inspired by the exploits of Cold War warriors like yourself. I'm sure many of the American med- by the way, you're well. I'm sure many of the Americans' medical students you helped rescue from Grenada have become wonderful doctors today, providing critical health care and saving the lives of countless citizens of our great nation. They'll all have people like you to thank. One day, if I'm ever in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, it would be an honor to personally shake your hand and buy you a beer. In the meantime, I'll continue being a subscriber to CTF. God bless you. Sincerely, James. Okay, so, and and the name at the top is John, but the name at the bottom is James, so maybe that's where I should have got the hint that this isn't real. As I read it out loud, I'm thinking, no way this is real, okay? So, first of all, I've made a joke. I started years ago making the joke that I had been in Grenada. (laughs) Urgent Fury, because nobody knew anyone in Urgent Fury. Nobody knows anyone that ever served in Operation Urgent Fury. They just don't. We've got, I've had one person, one person in 25 years, 30 years, tell me, oh yeah, I was over there, Jeff, and this is what we saved communism, and you know, and he was okay with me saying I was part of it, because I'm just joking, I'm not taking stolen valor, I would never do stolen valor, I'm sorry, I, it's just a joke to me to laugh uh but if you're serious about this bless your heart i love you thank you for listening to chewing the fat but i never was i never was there i wasn't part of it so if you're pulling my leg i love you for this because you won that's awesome because i believed i read it and i was like oh man i have to address this because i don't want john or james whichever it is uh thinking that i actually was there because 
I hope that when I use it as, uh, you know, saying I was part of Operation Urgent Fury in Grenada, it's used in a comical way because no one knows anyone that was ever there. In fact, my father-in-law, who is a veteran from the Vietnam War, uh, was at a meeting, some meeting where with other military members, and he met a man who had a Grenada pin on his jacket. And he said to him, oh, that's the Grenada pin. Yeah, my son-in-law was there. Because <laughs> nobody knows anybody that was there. So if you were serious, uh, dude, thank you. I appreciate it. And bless your heart. But I wasn't there. But if you were pulling my leg, you bastard. <laughs> All right. I'll leave you with a thought joke of the day. Okay. Just something to get you through the day. Uh, The biggest joke on mankind is that computers have started asking humans to prove they aren't a robot. Think about it. and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.